I've been in this uh, deputation since September, I think, second week of September. And then I didn't realize that my schedule is Thanksgiving Day service. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday, Sister Judith told me, Pastor, tomorrow is our Thanksgiving service. What is that, man? And uh, that's a big day in this country. Indeed, it is. It's my first time, our first time to be in this country during Thanksgiving Day. Wow, how could we wish that we will stay tomorrow? And then uh, looking all this celebration, but I can feel now. As I oh, English pala. <laughs> I told to myself, uh, maybe Filipinos were not celebrating Thanksgiving in this country because we were not used to it. And indeed, you are celebrating, and thank you for that. Anyway, uh, I do not like to be anticlimactic because everybody's were giving thanks to what the Lord has done to every one of us. Amen. But of course, being your missionary, I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, we were the first missionary Filipino that uh, came to this church way back 2000, no, 1998. And uh, Pastor Eugene is with us, Pastor uh, Ramon Ribilla is with us, and if I could remember back. So I will just show this video to you as my token of thanksgiving to God and uh, to you all, to your unceasing uh, partnership to us in the Philippines and everything that you can see to this video, I knew and God is the witness that you have a part. Amen? And we never reach this far if uh, we have no partners in this country. I hope that you will be blessed only five minutes, maybe less than six minutes, and do not worry. I will not be uh, preaching a deputation message tonight, preacher. I would like to preach a Thanksgiving message tonight. Okay, I just want you to uh, watch the video with my token of uh, appreciation and Thanksgiving to you all. First to God. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. To God be the glory that God had spared our lives from pandemic. Through the pandemic, Satan tried to stop God's ministries and attempted to close churches. But still, the grace and power of God prevailed. We have experienced His plentiful graces, not only physically but more so, spiritually until now. I, Victor Carpio, saved by the grace of Christ through faith and serving the Lord as missionary for 28 years in the Southeast Asian nations. I'm very much thankful to God and to you all for your faithful support in prayer and in the aspect of financial. For the last 28 years, God never ceases in blessing our vision and mission to reaching the Asians for Christ through the nationals. While doing the work in foreign mission, He also blessed the local ministries entrusted to us here in the Philippines, such as our church planting ministry, 
As to date, we have now close to 100 churches established in our region and two established churches in our neighboring countries located in Thailand, Singapore, and Zoom in Malaysia. 95% of these churches were started and presently pastored by the graduates of our Bible College established in 2002. Almost 10 of those churches were just established in the last 12 months. And to God be the glory for that. Our Bible College ministry, since 2002, God blessed us with more than 100 male and female graduates. And majority of them are still in the ministry, serving the Lord as missionaries, pastors, and lady church workers. Just recently, in July 25, 2023, our Bible College produced five graduates. And during the camp on the same month, there were more than 15 young people went to the altar and surrendered their lives for the full-time ministry, our youth camp ministry. We are blessed by God for giving us a good campsite with a maximum capacity of 700 campers, which is really beneficial for towards fulfillment our vision in mission, in training the nationals for church planting ministries. Here we conduct youth camp where we recruit young people to be nurtured and trained for the full-time ministry, the campsite is where our Bible college is situated, serving as the training ground for our young people. Our vision. In church planting ministry, looking beyond by the year 2033, we are praying to God that we shall be establishing another 100 new independent Baptist churches who will support their own pastor and missionaries not only in their own region, but also in the big cities of our country, Philippines, as well in our neighboring nations. Our vision in the Bible College, in the next five years, we are praying to have 200 regular Bible College students every year, because by then, more churches shall be sending their young people in the Bible College. As our Bible College is situated in the campsite, the facilities in the campsite were also used to cater the needs of the Bible College. Dormitories in campsite were temporarily used as classrooms, learning areas, and library. There were no convenient facility for the library and decent offices for the college staff. And this is my burden, our vision for the campsite. The next two years, we'll have to fully develop the campsite by completing its facilities. Our priority needs. Please pray for the completion of the multi-function building because in that building, all classrooms, library, and offices, as well the chapel for the Bible school shall be situated. As we envision these noble things for God's glory, we dream for God's ministries to be well established and organized. We are praying for partners with an open hands and an open heart to support us fulfill this vision. We love our Bible students to be trained well because we want them to be prepared and be equipped spiritually and mentally and to have conducive learning environment as Christ's future laborers in His vineyard. I fully believe they are worthy also of good training because they will be used by our best and great God who is the Lord of the harvest. And help us praying also that the Lord of the harvest will call and send more laborers in His harvest. Truly, the world is in need of well-trained, committed, and obedient servants and messengers of Christ. 
Again, thank you for your support and God bless you all. To God be the glory. I am concentrating this deputation for the Bible College thing because um, I have no idea if you were familiar for the first uh, uh, location of our Bible College. Uh, I think you knew it in Lagawe. I, I and my wife, uh, we started that 2002 with few students and we only desire to train some laymen's and or you know just like an institute thing but the lord enlarged the ministry until it turned to a regular bible college i remember 2010 i felt the calling of the lord to start churches in the neighboring countries of the philippines so we went we go to singapore and we start a work over there if you will go there just let me know you have a place to stay and then we start to work in thailand as well in Malaysia. So I told to our church in Lagawe that I felt a heavy burden to go to these places. So we call a pastor. We asked the Lord to give us a pastor to take care of the church and the college. And uh, it was a long story, but 2016, the devil hits the ministry in Lagawe. I just cannot detail that. And if you are interested to know, you can come to me after that, but that's already passed. So I had no choice because the testimony of the Bible College was totally ruined. I turned over the Bible College with, I think, 50 and 60 students back then. But when I take over again the Bible College, there was only 15 Bible students left. So I moved the Bible College to the campsite. So to the uh, knowledge of everyone, we were, uh, the campsite is located in Bayumbong, Nueva Vizcaya, just an hour, 30 minutes south of Lagawe. So campsite, uh, when it talks about campsite, it has no good facilities. When it talks about education, we have just a uh, gymnasium over there, and then dormitories, no classrooms, the reason why. It burdens our hearts together with my wife. And what I thought that ministry will be totally um, close. And you know what? P pandemic to us is a real blessing, personally to me. Because when these students were so discouraged and they just want to go home. And then COVID comes and we have no choice. They were all, we are all locked down to the campsite for one year. So I trained them. I, uh, you know, shared everything, and, but still my mind back then, after this pandemic, I'm, you know, I do not know what will happen, and that was been my nightmare in my entire ministry. I hate to see the Bible college to be closed. I have good church in Bayumbong, we have good church over there, but, you know, I ask and beg God for his direction. For almost a year, I was so silent to all the pastors. 2021, <laughs> I called for a camp, which is not lawful to, you know, because still there is a pandemic restriction over there. 
and the mayor doesn't like, and he never allows us to have a camp. I ask permission, but the students or the campers are already there Monday, and then the order of the mayor came to me Tuesday. And I have no idea what to do, but I asked the pastors to pray for what decision to do, if we will send home all those campers, but we never send them home. You know what? In the last night of the camp, there were 30 young people came to the altar and surrendered their lives for the full-time ministry. Wow, I told to myself, God, this is a sign that your hands still is with us. I will not close this Bible college. Then the following year, 2022, we have 15 students. This year, we have 15 young people again. Right now, we have more than 50, and I'm expecting for the next two or three years that there will be hundreds of Bible students will come to our Bible college because all of these pastors that, you know, pastoring these churches from our Bible college, they are going to send their Bible students in our Bible college. And so that is the blessing, and I thank the Lord. What I can say is the hands of God is not yet over to our ministry back home. It's true that there is always an attack of the devil, a conflict whenever the gospel is being propagated, churches after churches were being established. And uh, that is to be expected. When you do something and great things for God, expect great conflict. But to God be the glory, his provision is always there. And for this deputation, it's a very short period of time. We have only two and a half months staying, you know what? The price or the amount of that building is almost $100,000. We are now close to 80% of our goal. And uh, tomorrow we'll be home. And uh, I don't mean to raise funds here, but if, you, if God touches your heart, hey, this is a great opportunity. I just heard this to a pastor over there in North Carolina, a big church. And then uh, I was so surprised. I should not mention this, but he, I'm just quoting his uh, words. You know what? If we are a wise investors, he said to his people, and he just observed the ministry that uh, I presented. It's nice to invest to the ministry of this man. Not to brag what we are doing. It is all for the glory of God. What I mean is, I will tell you, I have seen the hands of God moving in that place. How, how could I wish if you will go to the Philippines, visit us? Preacher, if you will go to the Philippines and come and preach our church, preach our people, and to God be the glory for that. And it is an opportunity for us. If you like to be a part, then it's a good investment. These young people, I cannot imagine uh, you know, I thought it's just like a simple training, but now I can see the whole picture. Okay, could you imagine in 28 years there are hundreds of churches were being established. When we came to the north, I and only my brother are the Baptist missionaries over there. There are some Baptists, very old Baptists in uh, Nueva Vizcaya, but right now, Ifugao, and Nueva Vizcaya, even the villages, you can say Baptist churches. And what a privilege that God used us in that place. And now we are extending in Laguna because we almost saturated the two provinces. 
And then I asked my mission board, would you please give me Laguna? It has 3 million population. Last year, we were able to start four churches in Laguna. You know why? Because we have manpower. These Bible college students, all of these graduates, and uh, they love to join me in the vision that God gave us. But again, still, we are praying to start church in East Timor soon. And then, uh, of course, Indonesia, we have a little bit, uh, uh, you know, having a hard time to go there, but still that is our consideration to start the work. But again, thank you for the uh, support that you have given unto us. You know, my time is not enough to thank you all, of course, to thank the Lord. Uh, this church, truly, if you will ask my wife, and uh, we have a good testimony in this church. When we were in Lagawi, we remember back then, we have no lunch to eat. I have one daughter back then, and then... Uh, we try to visit even until 1 o'clock in the noontime, but nobody fed us. Sometimes that is the tricks of visionary. If you do not have food for lunch, go and visit during lunchtime. Okay, hindi kami pinakain. And then we went home, and then we just looked to each other with my wife. What are we going to do? Let us just sleep. And then uh, wait for the dinner if somebody will ask us to, you know, for food or whatever it is. Maybe 1.30 in the afternoon, somebody's knocking the door. Patulog na kami. And then when we open the door, what is that? LBC box. I have no idea if that is LBC or Balikbayan box. And then, saan galing ito? Bergen Bible Baptist Church. And then I open it. Wow, corn beef, spam, everything. <laughs> we have a little piece in the home. Thank you to, you know, those is, I cannot say a small thing. There are missionaries of yours in the Philippines that they are in need of those things, especially those local pastors. Hindi nyo alam yung kadilang condition, but they are in need. Thank you. And of course, by your support, I believe, and that the fellowship, whenever we come to this country, I cannot understand. Hindi kami uuwing hindi dadaan dito. And, uh, you know, thank you for, Pastor, thank you for allowing us to be here once more. It's an honor. Well, 15 minutes. <laughs> I know you have a lot of things to do tonight. Amen. But the guy over there told me, Pastor, do not worry. Walang pasok bukas. <laughs> but I need to be in bed uh, early this time because we need to wake up early and we'll fly back tomorrow. My, uh, we had a mix uh, emotions today. We are so excited to go home. And uh, we love to have fellowship to you, Alanyo. Whenever we come to this uh, place, we feel at home. Yes, we are Filipinos anyway. Amen. Uh, things are not good. Is I cannot speak Tagalog uh, straight because uh, a lot of young people now here, maybe they cannot understand Tagalog anymore. Anyway, on Sunday, I'll be preaching in Tagalog. Purong Tagalog. Amen. All right, so... Thanksgiving Day, this is not a deputation. You know what I mean, Pastor Sam? 
a missionary, whenever they come to this country, you know, they have only one preaching over and over and over and over again. The reason why my wife is asking me, what are you going to preach? Okay, just be silent. <laughs> this is not a deputation preaching, amen? <laughs> because if not, he will just, uh, you know, well, Thanksgiving Day, let's talk about the spirit of Thanksgiving. Amen? You know, when it talks about Thanksgiving in the Bible, it has a lot. You can see a lot of stories, especially in the book of Psalms. You can read a lot of chapters in that book and talks about Thanksgiving. New Testament, a lot, as well in Old Testament. You know, uh, I am just so curious uh, why they have Thanksgiving in this country. While we Filipinos, we never celebrate this. But you know what? I've been in Cordillera for how many years? 17 years I stayed there. But in Cordillera, they practice that. And in fact, uh, in Ifugao in particular, okay, because I've been there for 17 years, just simple matter. For example, uh, escape from simple accident, they will call a big thanksgiving. I said big. And then when the elderly people, he feels so weak, he will call all of his children and they will have big thanksgiving. They will butcher 10 pigs. It depends to the size of the family. One carabao and all of that things. And I'm so, you know, amazed how they do that in that uh, province. And But one time, uh, I wish that I did not offend them all. I stood. And then I told them, you know what? The proper place to give a thanksgiving is no other than in the church. Name it in the olden time. When the Lord blesses his children, they have the altar before the tabernacle. And they have the tabernacle during the time of Moses. They have the temple during the time of Solomon. When they celebrated Thanksgiving, of course, it's like a feast day for them. But first and foremost, they must come to the house of God. And there they are going to express their Thanksgiving. One day I preached that kind of message to the people. And you know what? They never invite me anymore to their Thanksgiving day. <laughs> As if I offended them. All right. So... I don't mean to hurt or offend if maybe there are some uh, kababayan uh, tagadon, but I really saluted your spirit of thankful or thanksgiving. Well, uh, before I will read this, I try to look because I'm curious why there is thanksgiving. This country, they celebrated thanksgiving. And maybe you know things more than I do when it talks about thanksgiving celebration in this country. In New England, I just, uh, you know, I have a good friend. Whenever I need to ask some, you know, explanation, you know who is my good friend? Mr. Google. Okay, I have no idea if this is uh, exact explanation and this is what I found. New England and Virginia colonists, they were the settler or the inhabitant of a colony, originally celebrated days of fasting, Itong Thanksgiving na ito. As days of Thanksgiving, thanking God for blessings such as harvest, ship landings, 
of course, the Mayflower. And we knew they are all the, uh, most of them were the Puritans. And then military victories or the end of drought. First Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims after their first harvest in the New World in November 1621. So if that is true, well, still biblical. Amen? And uh, to God be the glory, you are in a nation that they celebrate this Thanksgiving. But beware, because there are many people, and even the unbeliever, they celebrate Thanksgiving in a different way, in a worldly way. And it is just right for you to be here tonight, because the first and foremost that we must utter Thanksgiving is no other than to our God. Amen? Amen? And the proper place is no other than to the house of God. And I hope tonight uh, this message will be a blessing to you all. And I would like to uh, look just one part of the uh, Old Testament, Solomon. Okay, though you will not see the word Thanksgiving here, but you can see the spirit of Thanksgiving in this story. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1 to verse 11. Please... Uh, I'm asking your, uh, especially you young people, uh, a full attention because uh, we have a language barrier, amen? Especially if we are from the north and different uh, accent from the south, uh, name it, okay? So Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1 to verse 11. Can I ask you to stand with me, please, as we give reverence and reading of God's word? Verse 1, now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down again and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worship and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20 and 2,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also, with instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings and the meat offerings and the fat. That is not the Holy of Holies, okay? This is now the temple. 
Also, at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days. And all Israel went him a very great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river Egypt of Egypt. And in the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days. And the feast seven days, and on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month. He sent the people away into their tents. I would like you to see this. Glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. The Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house he, pros he prosperously effected. Please be seated and thank you for uh, joining me reading these words of God. Let's pray. God, help me. I would like to be used by your Holy Spirit tonight. Oh God, I can do nothing without you. You see my difficulties right now. I'm asking your very touch, oh God. Not only to me, most especially to these dear people. Help me, Lord, to explain to them with clarity of speech, with a sound mind and sound doctrine, the message of God this evening. Oh, God, thank you for this country. Thank you for the celebration, the big celebration of Thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, salamat po. This we ask in Christ and we pray. Amen. Well, I, I will skip Exodus 23, verse 16, about the harvest and then of Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving is, should be always the spirit of every believer of Christ. If there are people in this earth huh, that has the spirit of Thanksgiving, is no other than the believers of Christ. Well, Apostle Paul said, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. Now, let us try to look and search this scripture, especially when Solomon dedicated this temple. We knew this. Folks, this is a great celebration. It is not just because of the building that they have finished. Okay? But let us see the spirit of thanksgiving in this passage that we have read. You know what? Solomon thanksgiving spirit in chapter 6, chapter 7, he dedicates the temple, he blesses the people, and he requested something special to God pertaining to the temple. Now, let us see. When it talks about the spirit of thanksgiving, number one, this is a clear result of experiencing the glory of God and the answer to their prayer. Yeah. The spirit of thanksgiving is a clear result that you have experienced the glory of God. Well, I will tell you this. You will have no strong or good spirit of thanksgiving or biblical spirit of thanksgiving if you never experience the very presence of God or sees the glory of God. Now, Pastor, what you mean to say, can we see now the, the literal cloud that will come to our church tonight? No, that's not what I meant. Okay? Now, as believers of Christ, listen to this. The greatest blessings that we must desire in our lives, in our homes, in our church, 
is no other than the glory of God. Yes, it's nice to have a good building. I've seen some churches in this street that pastors were so excited in this country because of their new building. They have a different spirit right now. Well, it is my heart's cry. Lord, help these people. That the joy that they have right now, the thanksgiving, the real thanksgiving that they have right now, is, is not just because of this building. I have been building a lot of buildings in the Philippines, but it's just nothing. Material things will not suffice us of real joy. The reason why when there are pastors who are bragging themselves about their ministry back home, oh, we have this building, we have that building, I'll just look like that. Huh. It's very tiring. Folks, it's not just the temple completion. The main thing in the spirit of thanksgiving in this passage. Yes, we knew how good, how great this temple was. The most expensive edifice even until now. If you will go to Singapore, they have a three buildings over there. And then there is like a boat on the top, Marina Basins. And then there is a big silver. It was being engraved, one of the most expensive building in the world. And then we try to count it. And if you will count literally the amount of the temple of Solomon, my goodness, no edifice in this building or in this world can be matched up in that temple. But that is not the main thing in this passage. When they have this spirit of thanksgiving, as I read to you from verse 1 to verse 4 or verse 3, almost every verses from verse 1 to verse 3, you will see the glory of God. Verse 1, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering, the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Verse 2, And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Verse 3, And when all the children of Israel, from Solomon to the priests and to all the people of God, they have seen the glory of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, with all of these, their offerings, with all of their thanksgiving spirit for almost eight days, they have celebrated with a great celebration their thanksgiving in this passage. It is because the first and foremost, they have experienced the glory of God in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the real thanksgiving from above. A correct thanksgiving, a spirit thanksgiving. Once you have experienced the glory of God in your life. Now let's look the reasons of God's glory. How they have experienced that. Well, we knew it came from the selfless prayer of a leader. Verse 1, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down. 
Well, chapter 6, as you will see, a lot of prayers of Solomon was being uttered over there. But name it. Why Solomon was being blessed by God in a tremendous way. Do you remember when he was appointed being a king, God appeared to him in a dream. And then God said, what would be your request? And then he just asked from the Lord, give me wisdom so that I may rule this people, which is so great. And then God said to Solomon, well, you never ask riches, you never ask these things, you only ask for wisdom, that means to say, it is for my people, wisdom is granted, and many more, many more, and many more. Well, learn to be selfless whenever you pray you will experience the answered prayer of God. Do you remember Hannah? For 10 years, with all bitterness, she just prayed to God, but God never answered her because she prayed for herself. She prayed for revenge. But when she changed her prayer request, God just gave this man or just young, this baby, this boy, I will bring back to you. This is for you and this is for your ministry. What happened? The Lord opened the door. Hey, learn to pray, not for yourself. Many Christians today, whenever we prayed, maybe 10 minutes or 20 minutes, I'll tell you 18 minutes is for all ourselves. The reason why we never experienced the answered prayer of God. We never seen the hands of God moving in our prayer. His prayer pleases the Lord. In chapter 6, a lot of prayer for the people, even to the strangers. His prayer is not concerning for himself, but more on God's people, and especially for God's presence. You know what? Not only he prayed for God's people. Did you know he asked the Lord, Lord, would you please open your eyes, open your ears, Open your hands toward this temple. You can see that in verse 19, verse 20, verse 25, verse 40 to verse 42. Uh, we don't have time to read all of those. You can see, have respect therefore to the prayer that the eyes may be open. Then hear thou from heaven. Yes, it is true that God is no respecter of person, but he respect the prayer of the faithful. Yes, he never respect a person. But he respect prayer. If you like to cast the attention of God, pray. I am blessed to see this family, the Manalo family. We were in the Bible college. Tatay. I'm so thankful to God. We were raised to a man of prayer. We miss him. We miss Dr. Kison. Every early morning, you know that, Pastor Sam. Hindi pa nga nagsusuklay, nakatayo pa buhok. Boys, pray. Boys, pray. And God 
You know what? This man, I do believe he catches the attention of God. He had seen the glory of God. If you like to experience the glory of God in your family, teach your family to pray. Practice great prayer in your family. Amen? If you like to experience the glory of God. Not only the reasons of God's glory by selfless prayer of Solomon, by accepting their burnt offerings. The Lord accepted their offerings. Well, you can see here in verse 3 or verse 4, Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And the king Solomon offered sacrifices of 20 and 2,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated to the house of God. In fact, in verse 1 to verse 3, you can see the fire of the Lord. You can see the clouds came down to the altar, came down to the temple. Folks, the speaks of God accepted their offerings. Did you know this offering speaks of Christ? John chapter 1, verse 14 and 29, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. Now, listen to this. How the glory of God came down during the first century. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 2 to verse 5, try to look. There are few people literally had seen the glory of God in the Mount of Transfiguration. It was so unique. Verse 2 in chapter 17, the book of Matthew. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment was shine as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah. These two guys, they have seen the glory of God through Jesus Christ. John chapter 11, verse 4. Open your Bible, please. John chapter 11 and verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of of God. Now, you knew this story. Lazarus is almost three days buried. And you know what? He mentioned about the glory of God. It is not just the very face of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the great work that Jesus Christ will perform in this account. So folks, that is how the glory of God appeared to these people. In verse 40, he said here, in chapter uh, 11, verse 40, let's keep on reading. He had blinded their eyes. I'm sorry, I'm reading chapter 12. Verse 40, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest say the glory of God. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we can still see the glory of God even until today, not in the form of clouds and fire during our services, but in the form of His provision to our great request from our God. Only believe you can see the glory of God. Well, 
When it talks about the glory of God in our days, you know how you will experience that? To be in context of our lesson in, this, in our time about accepting their burnt offerings, if you will try to lift up Christ in your life, if you will live for Christ, and whenever we come and gather together for worship, if we will always make Christ the center of our thought, the center of our heart, the center of our music, the center of our prayer, the center of our giving, the center of our message, I will tell you, you will experience the very presence of God in our service. This is what this offering, burnt offerings, is talking about. When God burned their burnt offering, ladies and gentlemen, it speaks of Christ because Christ was being lifted up in the offering of these people. Did you know that our main offering is our body? But I have a question. Do we experience the fire of God in our hearts when God's word is being preached? When God is speaks? Preacher, you never experience the fire of God. I'll tell you, you have a wrong heart. The reason why a lot of people during worship time coming to this place broken, sorrowful, sad heart, they will go the same thing. No changes. Because you have never met the fire. You have never experienced the fire and the glory of God. Folks, here are the reasons of God's glory. Not only selfless prayer, accepting their burnt offering by way of this in our days, lifting up the name of Jesus. Not only that, of course, the glory of God came to the house of God when he finished the temple with the right purpose. Now, the Lord was pleased when the temple was finished, correct? You know why? Because that is God's fulfillment of his promise to his father David. Now listen to this. Is that just a merely temple? Here's my point. God is being pleased to finish what he promises. That's God's desire. When he promised something to his people, it is the glory of the Lord. It is the Lord when we when he fulfilled that promise. Note the unfinished vision, the unfulfilled promises, God was being displaced. And I believe with that. The reason why if we try to fulfill the commands of God, do not be surprised when you are being blessed because it pleases the Lord to bless you because you fulfill what he commands. Okay? Now, here it is. Did you know when God is being displaced to the unfinished vision and to the unfulfilled promises, 
Did you know this is bad testimony on our part because it shows our lack of faith? God promised to David that Solomon is going to build the house of God. He did it. And I believe when he dedicated the temple, God was so happy. He promised this to David. He promised this to Solomon. Hey, folks, do not be surprised and be amazed. When you have received great promises, it pleased the Lord to fulfill his promises. And that is for true. Ang hindi maganda if we are not blessed. Did you know God is not happy to to curse us, to chastise us? Now, try to look the book of Numbers, Deuteronomy. If what is the desire of God to His people? I do not have time. I'm trying to study the book of Deuteronomy. Every chapter. You know what? Book of Deuteronomy, if you are going to read that, that is a book of repetition. He keeps on repeating about the commands of God to do, to keep and obey. From every chapter, I think you can see that. You know why? Because God desires to his children is to be blessed. To fulfill his promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and even to you all. You know what? When we finish the vision that God gave us, the glory of God will appear unto us. Okay, we knew that. The things that happens now to the East, a lot of pastors are worried in this country. And to be honest with you, it might be 50 or 60% of the lesson in the Sunday school today is about the second coming. Well, it's good to discuss second coming whenever things were happen like this. But when there is no war, second coming, that is no, no discussion about second coming. But I keep on telling this. If you really desire for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, let's fulfill his command. You know the greatest sign that Jesus Christ will come soon? When all these people and languages all over the world will hear the gospel. And the greatest meeting, and I believe that's the literal glory. When we fulfill the command of God, propagating this gospel from all the people to all the world, we can see the literal face of Jesus up there in heaven. This is the reason of God's glory. Not only the design was being fulfilled but also the purpose of building the house of God was being fulfilled. This house, six to eight times, chapter six, eight times was being mentioned. This is the purpose of his heart in building the temple of God. This house is for every child of God to minister, to offer, and to worship generally. The temple is for God. You know what, folks? All in all, when they have finished the temple and dedicated the temple, the glory of God came to the house of the Lord. It is not because it is so beautiful. I do believe. Because God was so pleased when he says that this thing was being fulfilled. 
the spirit of thanksgiving is the clear results of experiencing the glory of God. Once you have experienced the glory of God, I'll tell you, you will have the good spirit of thanksgiving. And I wish, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, you have the right spirit for this thanksgiving. Because you know why? You have experienced the hands of God in your life. If you did not experience yet the glory of God, the miracle of God, I believe that even until today, God performs miracle. Extraordinary things from God. Well, desire it. More than material things, more than anything, desire the glory of God. Do you remember Moses? He prayed a lot. The greatest request of prayer is uh, Moses is this. God, can I see your glory? God said, no, 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 no. You will die. Okay. Here's what I'll do. I will put you in a cliff of the rock. I will pass by. Covering your eyes. And then after that, you will see my back part. No wonder this young or this man Moses, because of his only sin that he commits that disqualifies him to enter the promised land, he feels no jealous. You know why? Because he had seen already the glory of God. Hey guys, ladies, if you have experienced the mighty hands of God, wala na kayong hahanapin pa. It's more than material things. It's more than money. It's more than house. Everything in this earth cannot be compared to the beauty of His glory. No wonder this Solomon declared an eight days of celebration because they have seen the glory of God. I wish the same thing with us. May the spirit of thanksgiving results of experiencing the glory of God. Mahaba na ako. Okay, dapat na tayo matulog. I'll just give me 10 minutes and I'll close. Number two, the spirit of thanksgiving, listen to this, it will lead all God's people to give a bountiful offering for the Lord. Amen. Well, we celebrate Thanksgiving. We will maybe have a good dinner later. But here's the real spirit of Thanksgiving. This is connected. After seeing the glory of God, experiencing the glory of God, these people, verse 4, Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord, and the king Solomon offered the sacrifice of 20 and 2,000. Wow! You cannot number what kinds of offering Napakarami. Thousands and thousands saw the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Not only King Solomon, the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endured forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpet before them, and all Israel stood. Now listen to this. Note, when God answers the prayer of Solomon, 
when the fire consumed their offerings, when the glory came down, they have that thankful spirit and the token of God's favor to us should enlarge our hearts in service and make us to abound therein more and more. Yeah. If you have the real spirit of thanksgiving, you got to give your whole life to God, even everything that we have. That is the real thanksgiving spirit. I wish all Christians are like these people. Yes, we are bold asking for material blessings. But when blessings come, no thanksgiving spirit. Giving never changes. And they become silent to their testimonies. Ah, a lot of Christians in the Philippines are like that. Pastor, please pray for us. Pray for us. We are in need and we... When the Lord bless them, their mouth not even giving a simple word of thanksgiving to the public. You know why? Because they were afraid to give. All people, their offering caused the thanksgiving offering bountifully. Verse 4, Then the king and all the people not only the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. All members must have the spirit of thanksgiving. When the church has few offering, but there are many members being blessed, that means not all has the spirit of thanksgiving. And for me, this is the real essence of our offering. Hey, note, there are two kinds of spirit why people are going to tabernacle during the time of Moses? Only two. Number one, when these people committed a sin, they must offer a burnt offering. Correct? They go to the temple. They go to tabernacle. When they have committed sin. And I will say this kind of spirit is a spirit of confession. Spirit of repentance. The second one, when they were being blessed materially. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, when you are being blessed, young people, the first job or the first salary, give it to God. Hey, that is Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Then do not forget to give your tithes. That is a clear evidence or manifestation or expression of your thanksgiving if you believe everything that you had ladies and gentlemen comes from the Lord then give correct if you have the spirit of thanksgiving I'll tell you folks you've got to give bountiful offering more than tithes now I told you I'm not speaking here as a missionary today because I cannot tell this to American people maybe they were thinking that I'm robbing their money but we're talking about Thanksgiving. As God had prospered him. So, upon the first day of the week, we must come to church. Bring our Thanksgiving offering. Amen? When you, you know what? Even you will give your one whole year salary to God. That is still incomparable 
to the blessings of God gave you. Name it. Huwag natin pagdamutan ng Diyos. He is so gracious. He is so merciful. Amen? He deserves a bountiful offering. He deserves the best offering. So ladies and gentlemen, all the people's offering caused the thanksgiving offering bountifully. And the King Solomon offered sacrifices of bountiful offerings. Well, you knew David, we have no much time. Psalm 116 verse 12, he says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? First Chronicles 21, 24, For I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cause. It is the spirit of thanksgiving, because thanksgiving, God spared their lives from many people that were being dead in that place of Ornan. Hey, we have many reasons to thank the Lord. Therefore, be generous. Be generous giver. Amen? Amen? How could I wish that you will admit that the blessings of God to our lives we cannot even. The song says, if you try to count them and name them one by one, my goodness, I think you will overcome thinking negative things. I think you will overcome Keep on murmuring. Just name them one by one the blessings that God bestowed upon you. You will have the thanksgiving spirit. Good health, good job, good family, spiritual blessing, daily graces, and mercy of God. Name it! We have a lot of blessing. Therefore, give bountifully. Pera-pera lang yan, mga kapatid. How if God is demanding our whole life now. In that small amount of money, the tenth part of God's blessing in your life, you cannot give. How if, if your whole life, will you be like Paul? When God met him, that he supposed to die back then, there is no, he was trembling, and a stone is said, and he said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? That was a life and death commitment. Because God spared his life because of all his saints that he done to his church. Will you mention the same? We're not talking about money matter only here. We're talking life and death. So therefore, if you consider that you are really blessed by God, then give bountifully. Give generously and I'll close the spirit of thanksgiving will give us a real joy amen, amen. it will give us a real joy verse 10 and on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month am I reading a right verse here yeah, I think so. Verse 11. Then Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, house he prosperously affected. Uh, okay, now let us go back. Verse 10, correct. And on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, 
He sent the people away into their tents. Note this. Glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. Wow. They went home gladly and merry heart. Hey, this is the result of having the spirit of thanksgiving. In real life, a thankful heart, listen to this, always joy and gladness you can see in our faces. Try to observe. If you have sorrow and when your day is not good, learn to count the blessings of God and thank Him. It will change your mood. Practically, try to observe that. Try to practice that. If you are praying and then crying because of sorrow, because of problem and troubles, hey, can you change the mood of your prayer? You got to bless the name of God. You got to thank the Lord. I'll tell you, you will stand in your bendedness full of joy. No wonder in our prayer, thanksgiving must be corporated. Did you notice that in New Testament? Pray always with thanksgiving giving sometimes many Christians we only pray and ask something here and something there but we forget to thank the Lord the reason why we kneel down broken we kneel down sorrowful and then we stand up from our bended knees still broken and sorrowful because we never thank him practically but here's the real joy once you have the spirit of thanksgiving it's a different joy that God will give you. Like these people. Now, I would like to challenge you tonight. The time of Solomon, they are highly spiritual condition. I wish their joy must be our joy. Their spirit must be our spirit. Let us change our joy and poor expression of thanksgiving. Hey, I'm convinced with this, being also a pastor. Many times we are unfulfilled whenever we come to worship God. Whenever we bend our knees, we found no real joy. And then you are going home from our worship, from the house of God. No change of life. You know what? One big factor we have no spirit of thanksgiving. I do not know what is happening here, but I can see that you have good music, and I do not like to be critical or comment something, but this is one thing I, I found out in the ministry. When God's people has no spirit of thanksgiving coming to church, they will go home nothing. They will go home unfulfilled. Church is just like that. Church become the regular activities every service. Hey, did you know a place, a meeting like this should be a meeting for God? You cannot find God. You can experience the glory of God in your work because most of the people around you were unbeliever. This is the only place wherein we can meet God's presence. 
And then very sad. We will go home that we never met him. Hey, check. Maybe we have indifferent spirit. Come to house of God full of thanksgiving. When you have the spirit of thanksgiving, if the song leader leaded you to song, maybe this building will be shaken. Because everybody will singing full of thanksgiving. Full of joy. These offerings will always be full. The preaching is full of rejoicing and power. You will go home with gladness in heart. Would you like that kind of experience in your life? Let's have the spirit of thanksgiving. Well, I hope and pray that I explain it might not be everything in this passage, but that's what I have seen. Amen? Amen. There's a good reason of their thanksgiving because of the glory of God. They have experienced the glory of God. And the spirit of thanksgiving led them to give a bountiful offerings. And the spirit of thanksgiving leads them into real joy. Amen? Amen. Am I correct? That is everybody's desire. Not just to have peace, but to have a joyful heart. Let's have a thanksgiving spirit. Preacher, thank you very much, Pastor. God bless you all. Have a pleasant evening to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.